Hey, what's up, everyone? Jordan Anderson here, and on today's episode, let's review the Jenna Kutcher business bundle. This uh, this deal came out a couple, I guess it was a couple months ago now, as of this podcast. And what it was, it was a I don't know, how, it, it was just this kind of super deal. And I saw it come through. I saw somebody list it, and I was like, you know what? I think uh, it's probably worth it. And kind of what it is, or what it was. I don't know if it's still available, but it's basically a hundred online courses all kind of bundled together by all these different creators, I guess within kind of Jenna Circles, uh, not Jenna Circles, Jenna Kutcher's circle or network. And it's basically a hundred courses for a hundred dollars. And, and the deal was so good because individually these courses cost anywhere between 30 and $250. Huge savings. Uh, and I kind of want to go through, I did quite a few of these classes and I kind of want to give you my, my top ranking of here are the classes I would recommend you check out. Let me first off say at the very beginning of all this, the sign-up process was great. It was you went through Jenna Kutcher's, uh, I guess, whatever her landing pages or the portal, enter in your payment information, all that. And then they sent you a code. They sent you this really nice Excel spreadsheet that has all the links uh, because how you had to do it. And maybe uh, maybe this is just the workaround. But it was basically she gave it's one code, but it's basically like a hundred coupon codes. So a hundred coupon codes for a hundred classes, one for each class. And you would just as you were and so you would have to sign up individually for these online classes, uh, you know, do the same checkout process every time for each class and just use that same coupon code. And it would be, you know, you'd be checking out and say seventy nine dollars for the course. You put in the coupon code. It go to zero. And then you would sign up for the course and go through the whole process. So top level information that I want to say about this. And I consider myself intermediate to advanced marketing, content production. I had, I've made a course on personal branding. Uh, I've been on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and done email marketing and all, CMS and all that stuff. And I've started a business. I've done this for like the last eight years. So I feel like I have a pretty good sense of things. Um, with that said, a lot of these courses, I took some of these courses and a lot of them were really aimed at very beginners just, and maybe that's the demo that this was really targeted at. Maybe I'm, I'm outside the demo that this was intended for. Uh, but a lot of these courses were aimed at if you have zero idea about what some of these things are, no idea, you know, and, and the categories included things like money, mindset, business foundation, uh, actually making money, setting up an Etsy page. I'll just read some of these classes. Uh, the, 5K attraction systems, set up shop on Etsy, seven day campaign, the blog monetization course, social media strategy workshop. You got a whole section on Instagram, the Insta guide, the organic engagement pro authority building bundle, the 30 day story challenge, LinkedIn savvy. Uh, then there's a section on photography, copywriting, building your homepage, sales and service template set, content creation, getting leads, marketing, sales, hiring, productivity, self-care, miscellaneous, uh, and then working for others, and then a few bonus rounds. Or the bonus was like, uh, you get some access to like stock footage and stock photos and uh, a couple templates. So, it, and then this is what the attraction of the deal was. It's like, wow, everything, anything or everything that you're interested in when it comes to business and running your own business is here. And I think that if you had no idea how to start a business, this is a great course or this is a great set of courses to take on. Some of these classes went super basic, just 
101 freshman class. I have no idea what email marketing is, or I have no idea what Instagram is, how to start an Instagram page. Here's the class for you. Uh, so if, so that was the kind of, at the same time, understanding that, that's what was a little disappointing to me that I would go through some of these classes, sign up for them, and then it would be very basic freshman 101 level. And, uh, and you're like, okay, I want to finish the course. You know, like my type A is like, I got to finish the course, got to be committed. I can't just skip over this stuff. I paid money for it. And I would go through the courses and it's like, I'd get to like lesson one. Okay. That was a little basic. Let's get to maybe lesson two, three, four, five. And I'd be like, okay, this is very simple stuff. Uh, okay. Uh, so, so maybe this episode is kind of aimed at the, I don't want to say the pros, but just like if you're a little bit more advanced in your business and you have a, at least two years of building your own business and creating content and sharing your story, um, maybe these are the kind of classes that I would stick out. One thing I would say for when you're taking an online course is, and I did this kind of split screen, you want to have some sort of document note-taking app, whether it's Google Docs or Notion, you want to have that split screen to while you're watching the course because you can just because I don't think it's really effective just to watch an online course like you just watch a TV show or watch a YouTube video and be very passive about it. I think you have to, when you're watching a course, especially something you've paid money for, that you really want to be deliberate with the learning and really want to understand and really try to fully grasp what the lessons are. Take notes, copy, take screenshots as you're going through the lessons. And, that's, and, I, and I think that's key. And I do that with writing books. I, I do that with reading books, with reading articles that there, you have to save some things. It's, it's so important. I mean, it's like you, because what I've done over and over again, now you find this great tip, you will go through the course and then you will forget it a little bit. And you go, and when you're actually getting down to do it, like, you know, there's one course here on email marketing. It's great to learn these lessons, but I think, uh, one, one thing I learned from Tim Ferriss in his book is that don't study information that you don't need right now. So if you're not planning to give a speech, don't study about speech writing and how to give a presentation. Only until you actually need that information should you start to study that information. So that's why I say you should, and, it, and what I'm doing may be contradictory, but I'm saying if I'm learning something, take notes because when it actually comes down to doing those things, you go back to your little content bank or your lessons or the notes that you take were taking and you're able to, oh, okay, that's what she meant. I mean, like the, 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 30,000 foot view of the lesson is still in your head, but you're like, oh, wait, how does she say when she, okay, this is how she set up her email mark. Oh, okay. This is how, okay. You can actually see the notes in detail, um, as opposed to trying to memorize everything. Okay. So one that really stood out to me that I took was Elise Dharma's Instagram sales machine. And let me kind of go through that. Um, it was in the Instagram section. So some of the great lessons that stood out from Elise Dharma's Instagram sales machine lessons were nurturing your leads in the DMs using voice messaging uh, that if someone came to your Instagram page and showed some kind of interest, left a comment, left a like, that you would kind of engage them in the direct messaging. And she would add on to the top of that, like, not only should you engage with these people in direct messaging and start kind of a, a conversation, whether it is going to turn into a sales conversation, but the layer on top of that was to make it really personal and just start adding voice messages, just really making it personal and really kind of adding some value or answering any questions that this person might have had. 
she talks about how to attract customers. It's making your things. One little tip that stood out is making your username searchable. Your username is your brand name. So there's your at name, like I'm at Jordan P. Anderson, but the name of my bio is marketing for photographers. And she said, when people are searching on Instagram, they're not just searching Jordan P. Anderson. They are searching, you know, I need marketing or photographer marketing. So when you show up in those search results, you're there. Her, I think her name is like Instagram marketing. So it, her name's Elise, but in the name section of setting up your Instagram profile, it was setting it up. So that's kind of a keyword searchable. Another great lesson she went through was that I kind of took notes on was about kind of creating bios. She gives you a few bio templates for your Instagram page and all in the each template was kind of centered around like what type of services you're providing or if you're providing a product. Or if you're a personal brand, she gave really great uh, templates on that. She also talked about the the posting strategy that I thought was interesting. Uh, you know, she gives examples of these are the types of posts that work well: high quality brand photos, quote cards, this versus that cards, and even like vlog style videos um, in the captions. So, I, yeah, those type. It was kind of it was nice to see like in marketing, it there's nothing wrong with copying things. Just see what works out there and do that. Just, and that's kind of a great place to start with. Uh, so it's nice to kind of see like what was working on her page. These are the things that blew up on her page. So maybe just take this, use it as a swipe file, copy paste, you know, put in your own style. Don't try to reinvent the wheel when it comes to these like Instagram posts. Um, of course, she talked about the posting frequency, which I thought was great. Morning, noon and night. She said to on stories, do at least three times a day. Uh, she even talked about which I thought was interesting about stories is to include sort of a plot structure to your story. So like if the, if the morning post, your morning store, Instagram stories are the beginning of the story and then noon is the middle of the story. And then the evening is kind of the resolution of the story. I thought that was a really interesting storytelling technique. And that say you're like posing a question to your audience or you're telling a, these kind of random stories about your life, if you're a personal brand to your audience, like tell the beginning of the story in the morning, hit the climax or the peak of the story in the middle of the day, and then, you know, resolve it, you know, tie it up, tie it up with a bow at the very end of the day. I thought that was very cool. Very interesting. Um, cool. All right. So that was the first one. That's, and that was, that was Elise Dharma's Instagram sales machine. The next one that I thought, what I'm going to do is probably just list the top three that I did. The second one that I thought was the most interesting was Content Boss, the Content Boss on Instagram, the hot list. Uh, this is, I'm, I've gotten more and more into email marketing and the further I get into my business, the more I realize that this is probably the most important thing I should be doing in my business and will lead to the most tangible results, I would say. Um, so yeah, check this out. This is the content boss, the hot email list or the hot list. She does an amazing job of giving you this roadmap for your email marketing plan. Most people just say like, oh, you need to do more email marketing or start sending out newsletters and you just kind of randomly talk about your day or, or you put in a sales promo or a coupon code in your emails. There's no really kind of strategy with this. She's talking about how to set up an opt-in freebie that it starts with free content, goes to a landing page, hits an opt-in freebie, and then goes to things called a tripwire product, which I didn't know about or what that was called, and which leads to either a welcome series email or it directs you to a sales funnel 
And then it goes through from the welcome in the welcome series. It goes to newsletters or another sales page. And then finally takes you to the purchase paid offering. So it really sets up a, she gives like this great overview of sort of a customer journey that when a client first sees your work, when they first read your blog or listen to your podcast, where do they go next? Why do they go to this page? And then what happens after that? And, and then of course with that, she starts to create these automations and shows you how to automate your stuff. Uh, I believe she was using ConvertKit in the lesson plan, but I, I use MailChimp. Uh, I played around with other email marketing software and it's, uh, it's all pretty much the same and applies to kind of all those, uh, all those different types of software. Yeah. So in the, in the early lessons, at the beginning of the whole lesson on the hot list, she talks about kind of creating a freebie, creating this kind of, some kind of downloadable PDF package, template, video tutorial, workbook, cheat sheet, whatever. Uh, and, it should catch the audience's attention, should have a clear title, should be branded to match your company. Um, in the introduction, you should express empathy, talk about the pain point that the your audience is feeling, and then establish your expertise, and then kind of move on to what's next and the call to action uh, to get your potential audience member to check out the opt-in freebie, whether it's a template, sign up, sign up with their email there, sign up, download it, and get it. And then start that kind of journey of an automated workflow in your email marketing software. She then goes into great detail about building a welcome series, what emails come first, second, third, fourth, and fifth, why they're in this order, what kind of points and that you should be saying in each email. Great tips for things like uh, you need to kind of prime your subs to use call to actions. You need to train new subs to open your emails. So there's a lot of like when a when someone buy, gets your freebie, they may just be in there for the download PDF, but once they get that, start hitting them with emails and kind of you're sort of like training them and conditioning them to expect to hear from you, to expect emails from you, and to spe expect to basically open the emails and start interacting more and more and more as the process goes on. Uh, one great tip that uh, stood out for the emails was a strong call to action. Use one call to action per email. I've done this, I've made this mistake too in the past that I have multiple like read this, download here, learn more, sign up here. There's multiple buttons for the person to click on one email. Tell me to do one thing and one thing only. Don't tell me to read more here or sign up here or download this or purchase this or use this coupon code. Just give me one call to action and one only. Uh, yeah, like I said, she goes through the welcome series emails day one, two, three, and even she talks about like what time to send these things. Uh, when to include things like timers and when to send them to a landing page versus a sales page versus, and then how to build those types of pages. Uh, she also talks about writing newsletters, how to make an addictive newsletter. Uh, the one, she has something called a seven-step newsletter process, and that's number one, decide on a goal. Number two, write out the call to action and link. Number three, craft the subject line. They really, really hammer that you should work the most or 50% of your work on the subject line and then work on your rough draft, work on polishing that. Step six is test the email and then step seven is to schedule that out. Uh, yeah, a lot of emphasis on scheduling. Yeah, a lot of emphasis on working out your subject line and making sure that uh, that's the most effective thing or the most eye-catching thing because if they don't, if they read your subject line and don't move past it, the problem was the subject line. One thing I didn't truly know about when I was taking the hot list course was something called a tripwire product. 
at you just kind of I didn't really think about it. It's like okay, there's the freebie product, and then there's the paid product, but then there's something called a tripwire product, which is you are turning your new subscribers into immediate customers. A tripwire product is a paid offering. It's a paid product, but it is not meant to be a big money maker. It's a it's a digital product that is discounted, and it should be highly discounted. With the same thing with like training your audience to get prepared for an upcoming newsletter or something, or you know, encouraging you to open and interact with the emails. The Tripwire product is there to get a customer used to kind of whipping out their credit card and buying things from you. And that's what they say to highly discount the product. The product should be five to ten dollars, something low risk, but a and it should be a pretty big gain on their end. The idea is that once the customer is used to paying you $5, they'll get used to paying you $50 and then get used to paying you $500. And there's always this kind of on the value ladder, there's more and more products to kind of sell up and up and up. So the kind of order of operations was they download the freebie product, they're on the email newsletter, and then a couple emails later, they get this kind of one-time discount or time-based discount or, hey, you only have 15 minutes now to sign up. She really talked about like how to build in timers and kind of encourage urgency and kind of push like, hey, you're, you're going to get a 90% discount or this $100 and that's only going for a dollar today, today only, sign up now. And then cool, now you've just paid her a dollar. It's not a lot of money, but now you're okay or used to the fact of paying this person money. And then a couple emails later, now they're selling you the main service. So um, I thought that some of this stuff was the greatest, like, not the, I won't say the greatest stuff, but this was like really eye-opening stuff into building a sales funnel, building an email marketing list, uh, and building a lot of workflows into your email list so that once somebody signs up, they kind of automatically get put on this path uh, of the customer journey. So the final class that I will recommend on this was Jenna Kutcher's course. Uh, this is Jenna Kutcher, the content lab, and I think she has tons of others. I think she has the podcast lab and Instagram lab. Uh, but the content creation content lab was the first course I actually chose, and I think I took the most notes on it. And I kind of want to go through it so that if you're thinking about getting the course, I would recommend getting downloading it somewhere. But this kind of opened my I mean, as a content creator who's been making content for the last 10, 12, 13 years, uh, I learned some things that I had no idea existed or were even systems that you can put in place or philosophies or rules. Um, and so the content lab with Jenna Kutcher, the first system that stands out that she kind of establishes is her JK5 system. And this sort of, and I think Jonathan Stark talks about his solar system. They're kind of similar um, concepts. Like there's a pillar concept or there's the solar system concept. But what these are is your business, your content strategy centers around, she calls it JK5, you center around these five topics or categories. Um, so what with her, it would be, I don't even know. I, I, don't, I don't keep up with, I don't keep enough with, with Jenna Kutcher's uh, content enough to know about it. But like, you know, for example, like if five topics. So for me, my kind of five topics are like pricing, strategy, marketing, working with clients, and content creation. So those are my kind of five pillars. Uh, in Jonathan Stark's system, he does like hourly billing. So hourly billing is kind of the center sun. And then there are these kind of orbiting topics around everything else. Um, and the idea of having the JK5 system is that you don't kind of drone over one topic over and over. 
sure you may have expertise in something, but when you're when people are on a list or they're listening to your podcast or watching your YouTube channel consistently, it's nice that you're talking about the same thing over and over and we get it that you're an expert in this, but it would be nice to have a little bit of variety that there is kind of like revolving topics that you kind of hit on over and over. Um, and you're not just kind of a broken record over you're playing the same topic. All we do is talk about this, 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 you know, we don't talk about, uh, the next lesson that stands out in the Jenna Kutcher content lab was the content calendar. And she really sets up like a yearly content schedule to kind of strategically drip out content. These content calendars need to center around sales dates and launches and product launches. She's not just making content for content's sake. She's not just having a YouTube channel or having an Instagram page for the hell of it. There are in the, you can, when you're building a content cl- calendar, a lot of these content calendars that you'll download are just kind of 30 day views. And you really need to look at the 12 month view to see, okay, is our major holidays coming up? Our sales dates coming up? Our big email pushes coming up? Are we launching a new product? When is that happening? So that if something is launching at the first of July, you're able to look over in April and March and May and start to say, we need to start building these pieces of content so that when May and June shows up that we're already pushing for this July launch. And that, you know, because not everything is, you shouldn't look at your content at, on a 30-day perspective. You should look on it on a yearly perspective. Uh, okay, we have this holiday coming up. All right, Black Friday is coming up. Do we have 10 Black Friday pre-launch emails ready to go in October so that once, you know, once we're getting closer to Black Friday in November, that we're able to kind of push these out little by little strategically and not just randomly be behind the eight ball and just like coming up with content on on the fly. I thought that was a great uh, philosophy and kind of great strategy to start to look at uh, things on a broader perspective. Another great rule or kind of great outlook on things was talking about outlining your content. And she has a sort of template when she starts to create content and it goes through this kind of checklist uh, kind of mental checklist as right before you're starting to make this content, you kind of want to go through what she calls are the goals and promises. So the goal, and I, what I've done is I've taken this, copied it and put it on all my blog templates so that when I go into my content and start a new blog, I'm greeted with these two blank spaces called goals and promises. And the goals section is what will this content do for your larger business initiatives and major launches? And I think this is a great, again, looking at things from a really broad overview, strategic perspective that it's not just about let's make a cool video today or, hey, it's Thursday, time to make a podcast. What are we going to make a podcast about? It's about really widening the lens, stepping back and saying, when I write this blog post, what do I hope this will do for my larger business initiatives? What do I hope this will do for my products, my new business launches, my services, my coaching? What is this going to do for that? The next section that you need to fill out when you're outlining your content is the promise. What will your audience gain? What will they know from this? What feelings will they have? What will they be thankful for when they're reading this? And this looks at, if goals looks on the outside perspective of your content, the promise looks on the inside perspective of your content. And she, and she lays out this little fill-in-the-blank kind of mad lib sentence. After reading this post, the audience will feel blank in emotion because they learned about how to blank, which is the content of the post, which will allow them to 
some sort of action. Another way to phrase it is after reading this post, the audience will learn how to, and a goal that you laid out, with, and she does like adjective by an actionable takeaway for this length of time. So an example would be like, after reading this post, the audience will learn how to create long form content with intention and strategy by repurposing content for 90 days or more. Or after using this template, the audience will learn how to create a marketing plan with clarity and ease by listing out their marketing ideas for the next 60 days. And what this does is it makes you kind of really soberly look at your content that you're making and really assess like, what is the promise here? What am I gonna, what do I hope the audience will get out of this once they finish listening to this or finish watching this or consuming this content? It doesn't overpromise. It doesn't muddy the message. And this is what I would say. This is your guide when making content. If it doesn't live up to the promise, then you need to go back and rework the content until it does match that promise. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that shit was like, that was, I mean, that was so great. That was like, that's probably the biggest change, biggest takeaway I've ta uh, I have from the content lab. Um, let me go through some more because she does a ton of different stuff. She gives you a great list of call to actions, action words, ways to add urgency. I, I always love when people give you this kind of like adjective, noun, verb list, definitions list of here are some ways to say things, share this, you know, like a small call to action versus a big call to action. I love those kind of things. A great book. That I recommend you guys check out is Words That Sell. Uh, it's just like a rhyming dictionary, but for salespeople and marketing to just, you know, if you want to add urgency, use this word. If you want to, it's just like whenever you can't think of a word, just flip to that book and you're like, oh, okay, this is what I should say in my call to action button. So after she does the promise, then she goes into kind of like how to structure a blog. You know, five, she does, she talks about the five paragraph structure of a blog. Uh, introduction, point number one, point number two, point number three, and in conclusion, the same thing you learned in school. I guess it works. If it works, it works. Because then after that, you have what you would note that, okay, yeah, you wrote this blog article with three main points or four main points. And then now as you're sharing those, you'll share point number one, then you'll share point number two, then share point number three, and then you'll share the introduction, and then you'll share the conclusion and, and closing thoughts. And now you have, not only do you have the blog post, but you also have five other pieces of content that you can lead the audience into reading the full post or they read it in kind of bits and pieces and and again that's great just kind of using that almost like Gary V pyramid where you start with long form content and distill it down into smaller and smaller digestible bites yeah it does a great job of yeah that, and and that's pretty standard to what she talked about like this is how you I promote my content this is what I do consistently the first post is you know pair the first two or three sentences of the intro add a photo and then the third, fourth, and fifth, or sorry, second, then the second, third, and fourth post are, you know, use the three main points, tease the content, add a call to action, add a question, um, do things on just Facebook or do things just on Instagram for the kind of last five to 24 hours. And then another great point which you talked about promoting your content is that, okay, the first week that you share the content, that's great. You should probably share that same piece of content three weeks later or two weeks later because not everyone, even in your own audience, is going to see that. So by you're not oversharing or like double sharing when you're sharing the same piece of content two weeks later, because most likely they did not see that, or this is the first time they're seeing it. And that's how she talked. To, and this this will lead into like what she talked about the hamster wheel and kind of avoiding that hamster wheel of content creation. It's okay to share an old post or a post that you did three weeks ago, 
because, again, probably people haven't seen it or this is the first time they're seeing this new piece of content. Which leads into the most important lesson that I learned from the Genequitcher content lab, and that's batch working strategies. This I have been struggling with for a long time. I put myself behind the eight ball. I can't tell you how many times I have written emails or newsletters the same day, published them the same day, made videos that same morning, posted them that night. I mean, we all, I'm sure some of us went through the daily vlogging phase a couple years ago. That was me. Uh, I lasted about a week. And she, this, I thought the lessons she, she laid out here were really great because the, the life she talked about, the life that she leads, that she spends the first, basically the first week of the month making all the content, and then she spends the weeks two, three, and four sharing that content that she made in week one. And that, to me, sounds really attractive. That sounds like a life that I kind of want to live, that you just spend a really concentrated amount of time creating the content early on, don't, and then worry about the rest of your business the rest of the month. So it's basically like spend 25% of your time making content and then spend the rest of the 75% of your time sharing the content. And, you know, she went even things like, you know, when you're writing the blog post, just turn off, turn off the Wi-Fi, spend two to three hard days writing two to three blog posts, and then that's what you got for the next month, and you're good. Um, she does mainly blog posts, but I could see this being applied to video, podcasting, uh, even photos and things on Instagram. So she says, on the first two to three days of the month, you are intensely focused on creating five premium quality long form posts. And then next, you're focused on creating and scheduling those social media posts. Like, so that's what you're doing in week two, three, and four. You're spending time scheduling, rescheduling, reposting, uh, putting things on the calendar because that's, because from that first week, you're going to have a month's worth of content or you're going to have a, a month worth of content. Yeah. To me, I mean, I, I can't stress that enough how attractive that felt. I mean, and right after I did this class, I felt really motivated, and I actually went and made, uh, I ended up making a, a month's worth of Instagram content in video form, and I just put 20 t video topics together, slapped, did them all back-to-back -back on the same video card, and edited them, made 20 separate deliverables, and then I was like, cool, now I have 20 pieces of content for the next five days a week for four weeks. That's a month. Great. Um, okay. So that kind of, I won't, I won't ramble too much on this kind of, that, yeah, that's kind of the end of, end of this, uh, lesson. I really recommend, I don't know if it's still available, um, the business bundle, but if I were to recommend only three classes that you check out, and maybe this is just, just applies to me because of where I am in my life, uh, maybe some of these lessons will hit you differently. Maybe you need to know how to make revenue or you need to know how to set up a business or LLC, things like that. But the three classes I recommend are Elise Dharma's Instagram Sales, Mar Sales Machine, The Hot List by The Content Boss, and then Jenna Kutcher's The Content Lab. Those, I think, uh, those three classes alone will change the way you look at your business, set up your business, share content, and drive traffic to the products and sales offerings and uh, things that make your business move forward. Cool. So thanks for listening, guys. My name is Jordan Anderson, and I will see you on the next one. 
Okay, episode's over. Before you swipe away, I have two things for you to check out. Okay, maybe three, but just kind of stick with me. Number one is my daily email for photographers. Each day I'm sending out short, actionable lessons on how to improve the business side of your photography business. You'll learn about marketing, strategy, pricing your work, and so much more. Sign up for the first five lessons on jordanpanderson.com. It's my name with .com. It's, it's pretty easy to remember. Number two, and this is a big one, I'm offering one-on-one coaching for photographers who are looking to accelerate their business, get consistent leads, and build a brand they're proud of. Schedule a time to chat at jordanpanderson.com slash coaching. Last is number three. It's this podcast. I'm not asking you to subscribe or go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's a little bit, it's a little bit overdone. But I am asking you to go back, find an episode that resonates with you, download it, and give it a listen. My name is Jordan P. Anderson. I help photographers who hate marketing, and I'll see you on the next episode.